0: unders to down your unders review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game posted by adam camilleri art of
1: war down under And gentlemen, welcome to this episode 120, probably 28th to 29th. Not quite sure what order these are coming out in or what order they're getting recorded in. I am smashing through some content to try and get a nice juicy backlog for you guys when I go on my Willy Wily travels across the globe from you know uprising to the US to, to Canada. Um, in this last couple of weeks of the year, to that end, I'm here to do the final of what I hope will be three weeks of content covering all the new Arcs of Omen, Balanced Data Slate, Minasitorium, Field, Materal. Whatever the crap has come out that I'm covering for the new update to the game, you've been getting reviews of it thick and heavy from us. So, we're here to do the last of these episodes and review the GT pack itself. And to that end, I am joined by one of my most favouritest of people. You know him from Stud or Stutling or The Thursday Show. His name is Dustin Henshaw. Welcome to the show, brother.
0: Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure being on with you. And uh, I'm always excited to talk about this. It's a wonderful day in the meta, right? That's what we're. That's what we're saying right now. That's the face we're painting on. That's correct. That's the face we're
1: painting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a good day. This is a good day. Um, it's a I good mean, day. This is a great day. <laughs> I'm no longer convinced that this is the the skies falling end of the world that some of us may have uh, believed that we were going to. Like I think things are. I things are going to be pretty good. But uh, it's still, a, it's still, yeah, yeah, there's there's still some uh, there's a few chunks falling on us. It's, it's yeah, just, um, yeah, 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 the gr- There's a bit of a grimace. A bit it's of a in, grimace. Yeah. yeah, the smile is there, but it's it's yeah. <laughs> My man, tell tell some people about the things you do, where they might want to catch you, should they enjoy this episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I am part of the Stud or Scrub podcast and live streams. We do battle reports usually every week now. We've started was up again. I did uh, kind of a marathon this week of like four or five streams against notable people like Sky. We had Tech Breeze Dickey on there, other members of the Stud or Scrub uh, team on there. So we play live games. You can find that anywhere on YouTube, Twitch, just search Stud or Scrub there. And of course, the podcast that we started, this is our, our whole journey of Competitive 40k and attending the WTC year by year because that is just what we play this game for. We love the team events, we love the WTC, and we love Competitive 40k in general we love all of you listening to us and following along with us so we always uh always put out as much content as we can for you and we enjoy doing it and of course i'm part of the thursday show with the lovely adam here so i'm Yay. always happy to uh always happy to be here and help him out with all of these content that he's doing too because i know uh he has a lot of content to put out as well as you mentioned in <laughs> the
1: should you hear this episode? <laughs> Absolutely. Should you enjoy this content? Should you want to get the whole juicy part two of it? It's the only one place you can get it now. That is over on Patreon, The Art of War Down Under. So this is a two-part podcast, comes out Tuesday mornings. But my patrons enjoy an entire second half of things, which for this episode is going to be Dustin and myself unpacking this mission pack. Who does it benefit? Who is getting the most out of the changes, the new detachment, the new uh, secondary switches and uh, loops? that they're making us jump through in <laughs> order to get our points now. Um, and, yeah, we're going to be unpacking that. Should you like that, search us on Patreon, Art of War, or down under. So, jumping in, my man. First impressions of this mission pack. Now, I want to tell you guys how we're going to be doing this because this naturally this could be a three-hour podcast should we (laughs) want to read out every single secondary for every single faction. We are not going to do that. We are going to TLDR them to the best availability for each faction when we go through it. We are going to miss things and I do apologize should we miss minutia changes in your faction secondaries. We are not perfect. I do have... Um, so pretty extensive notes, but naturally, I you know don't catch everything. I, I won't notice if uh, Harlequins score there is at the top of the turn rather than end of the battle round or something, and that's the only thing that changed. I will we'll just notice and skim- won't we'll care. <laughs> yeah, I'll just skim it and be like, "Yep, that's pretty much the same." Moving on, because I I ain't got the three hours to skim through it to make the notes for the three hour podcast. But anyway, we will do the best that we can. And you know, if you're listening to us, and I know a lot of people do, hopefully, we do a good enough job for you. Dustin, we are going to be starting this on page six of this mission pack. Um, and that is where we see the first of our new changes and that is the page that told us we have a new stratagem that everyone gets and that is uh with the Grand of omens uh, arcs of omen games heroic support tell us about this uh, i don't do i have to because everybody gets it but me it's kind of kind of annoying but anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, well you, can have, so... you can have two you can have two walk rents in your list mate and he just left I, the show. Dustin no, <laughs> just has, <laughs> has left the call. Dustin has left no, the call. Absolutely not.
0: And you, you can. You definitely can do that uh, if you don't call them walkers. But the the main thing about this is that uh, because there's only going to be the one attachment with Orcs of uh, Omen now, or with uh, Allied Patrol, but you only have one attachment for your single army, which means like all these armies like uh, Orcs, Tau, Tau. Uh, Tyranids, they'll have, they, they have these, some of their units that you can only take one of per attachment. So people will be getting upset that, oh, no, I can't take two of these. Ah, you can't. You just pay a CP, and now you can take what is normally limited to one per attachment. You can take a second one of those, unless you're GSC, specifically yes. called out. Unless Correct. you have,
1: unless, it does not ignore gene sect specifically. They no. need to, I'm hoping they faq that, because it would be, it's so, I already feel like it's such a limiting Thing for GSC to be able to only take one of one of each of their characters, um, but there are some very interesting things that are called out here. so the first thing I thought was like, oh does that mean that you know fastite enclaves get three? commanders because they have an exclusion letting them have two commanders when usually only have one but specifically calls out here so heroic support one cp use your strategy before the battle when you are mustering your army if a detachment ability excluding gene sect would limit the number of times you can include a unit in that detachment uh to one you can include a maximum of two instead uh so Farsight already lets you include two so Farsight doesn't give you any bonuses here so this is an interesting well it saves you the cp it, it saves does. you a cp It does save you the CP, but it's kind of weird that this feels like a backhanded nerf to some people. I mean, an overtly backhanded nerf to to Gene Stiller Cold in particular. Yeah, like, what the hell? Is this a big change for the field? For the field,
0: I don't think it's going to be a big change to the field, but uh, the biggest one is it's going to save a lot of people more CP than normal because normally, if they wanted a second... A second character or let's be honest usually a character that, that gets limited so usually they're gonna take a second character they would be taking a second patrol which means they would need a maybe a tax of troops if depending on the army itself like mm-hmm. uh, tau often didn't want to take uh, a second crew unit sometimes depending on the build of their list so really the biggest change for it is just it saves them cp i think that's the biggest yeah. thing because if you really wanted to take two of them you would take two of them and
1: maybe cost two cp and maybe a troop tax if that well, so, so that's, that's the thing though now if you want to take your second war boss or whatever yeah you're not only paying the one cp for the to take them in the same detachment but you're also paying the, the cp to to give them the same relics of wall of trace you were giving them before but actually yeah, that's exactly. that's discounted on you know the patrol outright or whatever you were going to take to take them anyway so sometimes yeah. this is you paying a cp when you wouldn't have and sometimes it ends up you being like paying one less because you're not buying the patrol yeah. um so it's not too bad. Um, some other stuff in the mustering the armies. We start with six CP. There has been some consternation online because somewhere previously in this it says we start with four CP. Disregard that. It's definitely the intent is for there to be us be starting with six CP. You can only, once we get down to it, which is on the next page, there's a new detachment which we all have to work in, and a lot of people have said, oh, can I take an Outrider with this detachment? Do I have to take this? Can I take two of this detachment? Each player must include one, and only one, Arcs of Omen detachment in their army. This is an attachment that is bespoke to the mission pack. When you include this detachment, you must select one, and only one, of the stacks of of compulsory battlefield roles, and then select the requisite number of units uh, with the designated battlefield role to fulfill detachment repository compulsory requirements um etc etc and then after you have added an arcs of omen detachment to your army you can choose to add one allied detachment to your army this might be either a patrol detachment or a super heavy auxiliary detachment um you can only include a maximum of one allied detachment in your army the command cost of such attachment is always zero so that is a net gain though for a lot of for people sure. who would take who would take mixed armies right Absolutely, it's a huge gain for them because if you're going to take a mixed
0: army, you would always be paying at minimum two extra CP. So now, regardless of what you're taking, you're you're net two CP now again, which is great if you're going to do that. Then you can take whatever mixes you want. Now, is it in there if if they actually lose their like chapter rules or if they lose like uh, doctrines or whatever like that before? Because I know as a forces player, there was a there was a lot of issues with that, and we'll. We can talk about forces in a minute.
1: Well, it's a cause... little bit—it's a little bit unclear. I know definitely when you take a heavy auxiliary, you don't get your good stuff. Yeah, as outlined in the main—the main rule pack. But the allied detachment is pretty new. They just outlined as that being a patrol. So the assumption mm-hmm. is that you do get most of your your benefits, but I—I I think you you break your mono bonuses, of course. Um, yeah. So it is an interesting thing. The other thing to mainly to to know, and this is also a big one, is that um, putting things into strategic reserves uh, is free. Now, yeah. I know a lot of your armies already did that, didn't they, brother? My, eh, yeah, I, I just did that already. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't
0: reserve; it was deep strike. But yeah, my entire army could do that before, so it's not really, uh, not new to me.
1: It's just kind of like, oh, yay, everybody else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is this is quite big because this un, this unshackles a lot of things that couldn't be yeah. done before. Now, I, th- I and I honestly believe this is some concerted effort by G Dub to take the pressure off players needing so much terrain on tables. Um, it's just being like, Hey, cool. You don't like the terrain you're deploying on chuck half your stuff in reserve for free mate. It just, it'll walk in your battlefield turn two, but it will be alive on turn two. Okay. That, that, that's what you think it was uh, the, what the point of it was. You, what you think it's because to kind of combat the terrain though. I, I think to some extent, I, I would yeah. be surprised if that wasn't part of their thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Why Why do you think they did this? What? What? yeah. Well, I just
0: i just think it's another, they're kind of doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on the CP saving right now, because a lot of people that were coming into this games with zero cp because they have to spend it on so many so many things. Like you still have to pay for your warlord traits, you still have to pay for your relics, your your extra relics, whatnot. So now you're you're saving on uh, taking an additional character that you want to take that you couldn't take before you're gonna save on uh, secondary like outlet attachment you're gonna save on putting things in reserve because there's a lot of people when they're building their list too they're gonna they have things they want to make sure that they put in reserve but that means they have to remember to save some P- CP so it limits their list building capability. Yeah. So now they don't have to worry about that. It's like, fine, spend all the CPU you want at the beginning of the game because
1: you can actually put everything in reserve you want to anyway and stuff. In fact, some things have to go in reserve. <laughs> that's that's very true. Now, some of the things that are cool about this new attachment, and now we're going to jump over and talk about it, is um. You can do things like have an army of uh, Lords of War, and what would happen before is that if you had an army of Lords of War, you may not necessarily get faction bonuses for them. Like you know, if I took a su- if I took a super heavy auxiliary with a single Baneblade in it, you know, I would probably be <laughs> be a bit of a fool because it's very hard to use that unit. But it wouldn't get wouldn't get Katie in. It wouldn't get Born Heroes. Now would be the the um, the comparison. But you can just have one HQ, three Lords of War. There's a guard detachment done, um, and it gives you a full CP refund for it. So, in this Arcs of Omen detachment is a bit of a like a a, a tangled web we weave. It is a choose your own adventure style um, super detachment. It comes with one mandatory HQ, which if you're taking, if you're knights, chaos knights, um, this is not required because all you have is the uh, Lords of War slots. Um, and then it has you—you you ha- you must take either three troops, three elites, three fast attack, three heavy support, or three Lords of War, and that makes up the compulsory slots. And then it's a kind of world is a Royster. You get an additional three of each of the slots I just listed off, with the exception of troops, which you get an additional nine, so you can take up to twelve troops if you wanted, à la the same you could in a. Actually, no, you can only take nine in a brigade. So it's three more than what you could take in a brigade. I would say it was twelve in a brigade, right? Was, was it, 12? it was twelve? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure it was twelve. It? Was, it it was it? was six minimum, and then you could go up to That's, twelve. Okay, there you go. I thought it was. I thought it was six or nine. Uh, nobody takes a brigade, so nice. I wouldn't expect it. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's also some juicy things here. The HQs you can take up to four HQs now in a single detachment. You can take up to three uh, fortifications inside this detachment. Two flyers, of course. They're wanting to limit the flyers still. Um, and up to three. Um, elite slot characters that will not take up a 4 slot. Tell us about how this breaks down in your mind, mate, and what you think of it.
0: Well, I actually... it's, it's It affects me in a way, because I like taking a lot of troops. So as a GSC player, my neophytes and acolytes are like the mainstay of my army, so being able to take 12 troops is... Without having to take three of everything else, like a brigade, is really freeing and i feel like a lot of the armies are going to feel that too because any army that uh, you know you don't want you don't like your troop choice and you're kind of taking those taxes you don't have to anymore you can take three of whatever elite fast attack heavy that you're that you're really into and it, it opens up different builds too that's the most important part i think is uh the key here it, the different builds kind of with the reserves being free and not having to take these troop taxes and being able to to take six of any any of, any of your main uh uh, what the hell am I thinking? The, the freaking fast attack was <laughs> what, what? Why can't I think of the detachment type? Whatever, you know that what I'm right, talking about. Outrider, right, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, right, yeah, sure. Without, you can do that without paying CP. So you're saving CP again and building the exact
1: army that you want. So it frees up a lot of, uh, a lot of different builds, And I think we're going to see that change in the meta too. Well, what's It's an interesting transition though, going from Nephilim to this one. Nephilim was a very, um, everyone's list was almost written for them. Oh, cool. You wanted to play top tier sisters. Guess what? Here's that list. There it yep. is. Every, it's been figured out. It's been solved. It's locked in. And it feels like we're going into absolute, like driving on the highway into skew city with this, where, the shackles are off. If you have a crazy idea, you can build it with a full CP refund, and the world is your absolute oyster. Um, the biggest one, of course, like you said, is if you have an army that has crap troops, you just don't take them. But um, – and, and I'm here to tell you, further down once we get into the secondaries, because uh, when, I first <laughs> saw, when I first saw this, I was like, well, troops are dead. Unless your troops yeah. are the best troops in the game or the best thing in your book. Who wants to take troops? And then a bunch of the secondaries incentivize you taking troops for different reasons. And of course, we already know in the Balanced Data slate and for Space Marines' case in point, they've made it so that troops are very incentivized to get sticky objectives. Uh, is this going to be the fundamental thing that shakes up the game? This? The, the detachment itself? Yeah. Uh, no. Beautiful. Yeah. It it's, the, it's
0: cool, and like I said, it opens up some builds, but will it fundamentally change things? Absolutely not.
1: Mm. Interested- this so- part won't. I'm not saying that it's not fundamentally changing, but this isn't what's doing. So this is the bit that I've enjoyed most so far of of the of the changes because it's just a. Complete refresh on how I build an army. Like I, I, I'm sure this is the same for many people. I would sit there, I would conjure up an archetype for a list in nephilim and then essentially I, I, I put in the archetype and the rest of the list pretty much self propagates. It's just it nephilim lists wrote to themselves because you have so few CP, so few ability to, to to buy and use detachments that you have your one detachment, you filled it up, and then you decided if you wanted a second one, and that one pretty much filled itself. Um. This feels really new and ex- uh, I, I, don't, I don't use the E word, exciting. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, invigorating to just be like, oh, I, could, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, I can do everything. Everything's possible again. Yeah, the invigorating, I think, is the right word for
0: it because it is actually like a shot. It's a shot of adrenaline for just list building in general. Like you said, Nephilim builds were pretty much figured out for a lot of the armies and it was it was hard to kind of go away from that without really reinventing the wheel and now it's just like it's go ahead like you have so much freedom to do that we want to see these different builds out there that's why like even when this was first announced i've been testing different builds just because i can like it doesn't it's not it's not hard to do anymore Like, it's it's, is it going to be better than my other list probably not but i i feel like i have the ability
1: to test this stuff without losing much and we're going to, in part two, we're going to unpack who makes the best Ark of Omens, and not not who makes the best ones, who's it benefiting the most, because there are some yeah. lists that get such return for for, Arcs, oh, yeah. for the Ark of Omens style. Anyway, going into the Battle Brothers, you want to give us the lowdown on what Battle Brothers are, and what it, what it means for the game, and then we'll, then we'll, uh, re- we'll, we'll read our way through them. Sure. From for my understanding, at least,
0: the Battle Brothers are now what the uh, Allied Detachment is, right? That's what we... That's what we're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> yes. Giving us so, the ability to take allies again.
0: Yeah. For, for those of you that don't, they weren't around for, what was it, 7th, 6th, and 7th edition, Battle Brothers was the the guys that could ally with each other without getting any kind of negatives. And now this is what your patrol detachment will be if you want to actually ally it in an detachment, just a single patrol detachment, but you're limited to what you can take. And in some cases, it, it makes sense. And in
1: others,. <laughs> i i just uh yeah i I'm your feelings got hurt my feelings got hurt like <laughs> hard <laughs> all right so it outlines uh that you can't you can't take allies from other factions um that soup is not dead a la the soup was essentially dead in um to the to, to, to vast majority of factions souping wasn't an option in yeah nephilim uh for the betterment of the game, I believe, and so it's going to remain to be seen whether this is a step forward or a step back for us all. First off point, if your Axe attachment is an Imperium detachment, you can include an allied detachment, one agency of the Imperium, auxiliary support, patrol, um, Imperial Knights, free Blades and or one Votan patrol. Yeah, so... okay, can we can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yes. I thought they were supposed to be Xenos. Why are they I suddenly know. part of the Imperium? <laughs> like, I thought that they'd let the Xenos ally a little bit, like Orcs maybe could yeah! have somebody with them, maybe not orcs actually tau definitely could probably ally in you know they could convince some orcs to come along or some votan to come along for the ride that was a common thing in seventh i saw some tau with uh orcs running around yep yep but now not imperium that's that's who gets the votan
0: yeah no that that makes perfect sense for the xenos to join the imperium yeah that's right i get it i want to see a great night uh great night votan list that i feel like that's
1: that's uh meta right Oh, it's going to happen. Totally, Abs- totally fluffy. Totally fluffy. Uh, also, we did. We, uh, I don't know if we pointed out before, but um, people taking their free blade lance or and or dread blade. Um, sorry, um, f- their free blade allied detachment or auxiliary. You know, for their three hunters of beasts or dread blade equivalents. That's now free for CP. So that's actually way better. Yeah. That's actually you will definitely see that like that. That's that makes sense. I like yeah, that. that. Yeah. And sla- slapping them into so many more lists now just seems yeah. like a great idea. All right. Yeah, next sure. dot point. If your arcs of home detachment <laughs> is either Assyriani or Drakari, you can take a Harlequin's um, allied detachment. That's pretty much exactly the same as what they've got now. Um, and then you know, uh, traveling players comes into effect, and etc. etc. No, uh, sure. that does that does mean that you can't
0: just put in Drakari with uh, Eldari though, because before they could kind of they can kind of mix in that. Because they, they, like, they could take both of those, because they're both Aldari, they share the, Shri, the That's keyword. true. So
1: true. now the only way to do that is through Yanari. Which yeah, is interesting. that's interesting. Not that I've
0: seen too many of it, but...
1: Yeah, I actually, I actually haven't seen any um, Assyriani and Dracarys, either Dracari, Harlequins, or Assyriani, yeah. Harlequins. But you're right, that, that is the thing, you can't do it. Um, if Next up point, if your detachment is Astra Militarum, you can exclude an astra Militarum patrol containing entirely Militarum Tempestus as the Allied Detachment. Makes all the sense in the world. And... I actually don't hate Time Tempestus as much anymore in in this mission pack. I don't know how you feel about it. No, I think they actually have a lot of play for sure. Yeah, because reviewing the codex, I was like, these guys got the shortest end of the short stick I ever did see. Because <laughs> uh, they just got none of the buffs. They just essentially yeah. stayed the same while everything else got better around them. But now I think they've got a lot more um lease on life especially with some of the secondary changes uh next stop point if your actual open detachment is a gene stealer cult detachment you can include one a brood brothers patrol auxiliary support super heavy auxiliary super heavy auxiliary um as the allies unpack this for us brother is this good or bad it's what it was before it's it, you might notice it's missing something that uh we, no. we could do before the, the Tyranids. yeah yeah because we used to be able to do that. Can't yeah. do that. What happened? What, what, why uh, is this, why why do they hate you so so vehemently? I
0: honestly don't know. I did call this out on so much stuff, and it's not like we've been winning. Like, I, there's only there's only like three, four of us that have been winning events with the cheese Call. Like, I thought we were going unnoticed, but apparently GW is noticing it. Yep. It's just like, hey, you know what? But wait, that's the other thing though. We haven't even taken Tyranids. There's like one or two people that have been doing Force of the hive mind, and they're like, you know what? This this faction dumb. Done. Let's cut Dang. it. Done. No more forces of the High mind is now legitimately dead for this edition. Like, dead, it, it's not dead. a thing. They've
1: got like Alex McDougall's face up on the wall. There's three yeah. darts in it. They're just like, no. Literally, there's holes all over it, darts in it. <laughs> no. no, Alex. <laughs> all right. Um, if you are Chaos, you can include Chaos Knights, um, either a Dreadblade or regular in the same, you know, Ship Every Ox. As your allies. If you are world eaters, you get Corn, Legionis Demonica, T Sons, Zinch, etc., uh, etc. Et Death Guard, Nurgle, Trader, um, Empress Children, Slanesh, um, all their associated demons can go with them. Um, if your Ark of End Patrol is a traitorous Astartes, um, you can include any units from the Empress Children Legion. You can um, you can include one Legion's demonica patrol detachment. What? Oh sorry, I thought there you go. The Empress Children's in here twice. I didn't even read that before. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> what's, what the hell's going on here? I think I just glossed over and saw that as the same paragraph. Nice. So there's two different Emperor's Children? Is that what's going on? Yeah, there's two dot points in, uh, denoting Emperor's Children. The first one, if your axe of Omen detachment is Traitor's Ustadi's attachments that only contain units from the Emperor's Children Legion, you can include one Legion's Demonic Patrol detachment with slanesh keyword as an ally detachment. If your axe of Omen detachment is Traitor's Ustadi's attachment, that does not include any units from the Emperor's Children Legion. You can include one regular... And any old demons can go with them. That's pretty much what they're saying. They're saying because Empress Children is still in the main yeah. rule, the main codex. It hasn't been brought out like uh, World Eaters is about to be, and the others. Um, you, ha- you can't have any Empress Children if you want. So that's specifically that's specifically for some certain people in the UK who did some things that everyone was agreed that they was probably not in the, <laughs> the spirit of the game. And they went and did it anyway, with Teo's approval, of course, so you can't really hate on them for it. Oh, but, of course. Um, You know, flick the back of the finger at them, shame. GG done paying attention, and you got a dot they, They've been paying attention, they watch. They dot watch. point just for you. Um, Jeez. And then, of course, there's um Legion's Demodica'd attachments, Detachments, um, Disciples of Bellacore, you can include Traitors of um, Chaos Knights, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So... Lots of shake-ups abounding in this. Um, nothing for the Xenos whatsoever, which is very surprising.
0: Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I, I'm i glad they brought this Allied thing back and didn't completely muck it up like 6th and 7th were. Like That was a mess, like, let's be honest. Like, I don't know how you felt about Allies back then. I hated them. I thought they didn't make sense at all. And some of the competitive lists were just... Uh,
1: they were awful. <laughs> they were just awful. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, absolutely horrific back in the Ugh, day. like yeah. It, it but, was the worst part of the game.
0: Yeah, but these ones now, and I'm glad they actually called out the whole Slanesh thing because that was yeah, that was that was the point of contention for a lot of people. They're bringing flamers with Slanesh uh, chaos that, that that didn't make sense. <laughs> it, it was it was terrible. It was terrible and for they, everybody involved. And again, the vote with Imperium, I. Uh, why why just why and again you killed you you just you literally killed the faction i don't know if they realized they killed the faction yet because you you cannot it's impossible to build force of the high mind list so it is literally a dead faction now but this,
1: it's dead it's, they killed it well yeah that that super faction as as a one list is yeah unfortunately yeah it's, it's gone
0: was, was it was it taking the meta by storm no was it even existing that much
1: like i said alex and maybe three or four other people have been playing it yep so like <laughs> what what is interesting is that a lot more a lot more shackles have been put on Imperium allies, yes. uh, but uh, the ones that they have are now easier. Which is well, the, the, it is good that they put it into a patrol. Now they made it into a patrol, so they have yeah. limited the kind of
0: things you can you can bring. So you can't just spam your fast attack or heavy support or whatnot. Yeah. So it's good that it's just a patrol attachment. You can't take whatever you want. It's so I like the limiting factors to it.
1: I think I think it was done well with uh, the exception of a few things that i i just pointed out right? yeah same i with the exception of nothing being done for xenos like yeah. xenos essentially cool you get your one faction no ifs no buts yeah and the kind of never has been it would have been a good chance to give them as a point of interest probably of the votan patrol being for tau being for yeah um vice versa but yeah i i think this is okay they've they've done this in a in as reasonable a way as i think they can and i i don't expect to see it all that often um, to be honest outside chaos, yeah wouldn't be surprised to see some chaos soup still around i think chaos does the best soup yes, still they do for sure um but yeah i don't seem to be taking the world by storm no definitely not
0: like especially if uh, you lose your overall faction bonus with some of these like the uh, adding adding chaos in there and adding the knights and stuff they don't they don't lose that because that's a special rule in their codexes but i feel like the other ones if they lose anything else because their their other stuff
1: have gotten a bit of a glow up so i yeah. think it's it's worth keeping Alright, moving on down, we're running through the how-to-play-the-game steps. There, are only, I think, one or two changes to my mind. Um, first of all, we already said about the um, the strategic reserve stuff, but the next one is, uh, if, uh, is a concession. What happens when somebody concedes? Uh, which is, <laughs> it, it was an interesting thing that was unpacked by various players. So, it used to be when you conceded, um, your opponent just got 70 points, and the game ended. So, mm-hmm. if Dustin's Kicking my ass, and on turn two or turn three, I've had enough. I just pick up my models, dust, and write a seventy in his scorecard, and we move on. Um, what was wild there was that you—that was essentially tanking games for people. If I—if yeah. you were playing Necrons, mate, turn three, you could have eighty points, and then I can oh, see, easily I concede, and you get minus ten. Um, yep. <laughs> that's yep. kind of the dumb stuff that could happen. Um, there are events that you need to score, you know, almost max points in order to progress things, you know, like the shadow round at LVO, like, um, you know, making top cuts, you need to, you know, cause there's going to be like eight undefeated players. If you want to make the top four, you need to get as as close to a hundred as you can. And if somebody just doesn't like you knows, they're going to lose and concedes and you get 70, instead of getting your 80, 90, 100, you can't progress in the event anymore. So I think this is a great change, but they've left it open ended. So what's the solution for players? <laughs> well, well, the, the solution for players in terms of
0: uh, well, wait a minute. Are you? Do you want me to actually tell the story of why we're kind of talking about this? Because there's there was an event, actually a good one, this past weekend. It's a great example of why we want to change it to, to max.
1: such your points, is that did they actually have you got to that point? Yet? Is it the max, you're getting max points now? I don't believe you do, so I'm just going to read this. Um, ending the battle sure. early or conceding, ideally a battle should uh, be always played to the end. On occasion, though, one or, more, or, or both players may not be able to or may not wish to. Mm-hmm. If both players agree to end the battle early, then they can, at the end of the battle, at a mutually, so end the battle at mutually agreed upon point, we suggest the end of a battle round, the player that then calculates their final victory points total, taking into account any objectives achieved so far to determine the victor. Yeah. Okay. So you, you essentially you drop it where it is, and you can't talk it out further. You take the points as as they stand. Um, so, but that leaves it open to the, the negotiation of your opponent wanting to. Of course, <sighs> it's always it's yeah. always that thing. I mean, of course, you never want it, you never talk it out play that to the best of your ability, but I am not adverse to, if I'm going to concede on my opponent and I know I'm only harming them by doing so. And this isn't, there's never going to be a malicious action on my part. I'll be like, yeah, cool. Um, I'm just going to sit in my deployment zone this turn. You just, just move your stuff on the primaries, brother. And we'll just say we, we, we've got, we, we ended another turn or whatever. Um, yeah. It's not so much talking it out as just like whipping through the last turn or two, especially because if I'm going to concede, it's usually because turn four, or turn five is a non-event, and turn five takes five seconds to do. Um, yeah. The second part here, if only one per player wants to end the battle early, that player must concede or move their models from the battlefield. Their opponent is the victor, and I'm assuming that may- they're leaving that open that your opponent just keeps playing the game. Yeah, so it's interesting for things like grind them down or some of those other secondaries, so it could still,
0: like, screw them a little bit in that sense. If you're, if you're physically removing your models, there are some secondaries that you will just
1: not be able to score. But it yeah. means you will be back to your primary for the rest of the game, for sure. And yeah. then there are other yeah. secondaries you can still get. So that's all the wording they gave you. They didn't tell you how to determine what the end score line is, which is the, yeah. op- the whole debate, essentially. Yeah, so that that's the big thing with it. Because right now,
0: uh, as i was as i was gonna say there are gonna be some tournaments where there's gonna be more than one undefeated player and enough even to make the, the top cut so winning at big becomes very important so if you really want to screw somebody over like yeah oh, you just bitter this person or you just you just a dick then you can concede like ah well now you don't get 70 so you're not gonna make the top cut now ha. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> like obviously people don't do that i hope but it's it was always that uh, worry that people could do that. So this actually does fix that a little bit. So it, we don't have to worry yeah. about people getting screwed out of points because their opponent stopped having fun. And there are times that people will stop having fun. You are just getting curb stomped. You know, like all well, I have no models left. I don't want to roll any more dice. You know, whatever. It's it, it happens. I get it. But like like Adam said, I always I'm always a proponent of playing it out to the end because it's just uh, it's a gentleman's agreement, right? Yeah, great. But th- at that point, you want to if you, you could still now get more points according to the rules and it's actually in the rule book so you can still get more than 70 you can keep playing the game and get those points you're not getting completely screwed out of it and you you can always talk it out too but obviously like you said we don't like uh it's it's not it's not the ideal solution but i think this is a better way to make sure that uh people are actually going to have better ends to their games even
1: in a concession yeah uh totally totally i think this is essentially for the better um yeah all right we are going to jump into the secondaries uh, and there are a lot there's a lot to talk about here purge the enemy is our first heading um assassination is essentially the same with one exception um so you still score three victory points for each character unit that is destroyed you score a, a one additional vp for the warlord like you did before but here's the interesting bit um at the end of the battle round uh, if any enemy character units were destroyed as a result of an attack made by a troops unit, an armature-class or a war-dog-class unit from the army this battle round, you gain one command point. I. This is spicy, but I think this is a bigger, bigger shift for the knights than it is for the rest of us, right? Yeah, absolutely, because unless you're like a troop-heavy army, then... Yeah, it's
0: it's not going to affect you at all, obviously. But for your Armager and Wardogs Dogs being able to get that, you're just getting free CP just for doing your secondaries. Kind of gives you a bit more yeah. options with your secondaries in general, and if you feel better about taking them. Yeah, it's it's actually big for them, like really big for I them. Mean, now, okay. You no, know, I was just I was going to say, like, I'm not sure if because it doesn't say anywhere on here in terms of if this command point counts towards your only regaining one a turn. Yeah. So, I, like right now, I don't know if that still counts for it. If it doesn't count for it. Because that, that could matter. Like, if you have
1: other ways to gain CP, then this one becomes a little less desirable. Exactly right. right. But it's, it's not here, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, t- like, taking Master of Vox on uh, Imperial Knights, so you, you regain on a 5+, plus. does this clash with that? Are these, are these can they coexist? Um. So, this is an interesting one, though, because I, I think this is bigger, this is a slightly bigger for uh, Renegade Knights than it is for Imperial Knights. Renegade Knights pretty much have War Dogs doing 99.9% of their heavy lifting um maybe oh, yeah. have maybe have one big just to pop off some big shots and do some buffing but imperial knights you know will regularly have a super crusader doing all their kill getting a lot of their kills for them but um this is a nice change for the rest of us like unless you've got really good troops i don't see this as huge um but yeah it, it still might be a little clutch cp here or there if you can line it up appropriately yeah for sure i mean to me assassination is still a trap in most Same. games but Same. <laughs> yeah. but this is not the only secondary that got that so yeah um bring it down is unchanged to my mind uh yeah it looks the same to me yep uh no mercy no respite grind them down is exactly the same with a similar caveat to the one we just read if one of more yeah. units were destroyed by a troops unit armiger class or wardrobe class units from your army this battle round you gain one command point so this is this, interesting one all right this, you go, one's, you go first. this, one, this one's way better than yeah. assassinate because it is one that, especially for knights because knights take grind them
0: down a lot a lot, and now they're getting free free command points whenever they successfully do it. Like, that's...
1: Well, it's because you don't have to... So, it's two dot points, yeah? It says, at the end of the battle round, score three VP, if more enemy units were destroyed. Or yep. And then, next dot point, if one or more enemy units were destroyed by troops. So, if, if any army yeah. class unit or war dog kills a thing, you just get a just CP. CP. Like, you just get a CP. It's cracked. It's cracked right. as hell. <laughs> really good. Really good. Um, yeah, like, that, that's... Inc- I, I don't I don't know if that was intentional
0: or not, but the fact that you just get a CP if one of your war dogs, or troops, <laughs> guess what I'm going to be taking with my neophytes now? Like yeah. Like, <laughs> free CP? Thank you, I'll take Guns, that. But yeah. it's like, absolutely, it, it's its cranked. Gen- I don't understand. Like, I, if I, I feel like that's a mistake. Because this is, is going to be, like, grinding down might be the most secondary. Like,
1: general secondary. Yeah. Well, because you because think, of sorry, that. I you're just it, killing one thing, and I you get a CP. It, I think about Imperial Knights, yeah, who get 2 CP back at the start of uh, at their, yep. to, their top of turn already. And then if you can regain from Vox, Spirit of Vox um, Master of Vox and get back from this, you're essentially getting four, up to 4 CP a turn. Um, you can go from 0 CP, start of your turn, but ha- have spent four CP by the end of your turn. Have gained and spent four CP. That's enormous for keeping that yeah. faction afloat. Because as we'll probably unpack in part two, and if you're a patron of mine, you know knights might be taking some hits in the meta. Just like the things mm-hmm. people are starting to take meta wise might be a bit bad for them. <laughs> Plus, guard yeah. getting their full release. Arcs of Omen doing some some good work for Tau, for Um Votan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be orcs. I've-
0: a lot of uh, a lot of my local knight players have already switched off of knights to voten guard. Some of the other some of the other armies that are just like feel better than knights for now. Knights are they're not taking a hit. Like, they're getting gloves like, because of all this stuff too, but like, like you said, they're taking a hit because of
1: what the meta is going to shift to. Exactly right. We, we talked about it, I think, at la- the last LVO. Me and you were saying that all the time on the Thursday show, you get the stuff that gets squeezed in the middle of the meta yep. adjustments. Last year, it was Grey Knights who were getting pushed yeah. out um, because the Dread Knights just had the wrong profiles all of a sudden to do all the exactly. heavy lifting. They couldn't hurt uh, Crusher Stampede. They couldn't hurt um, Thick City. And so we're like, well, they can't be taken anymore. They're just getting squished. And yep. Knights almost seem in a similar position. Um, no Prisoners doesn't seem, it seems like I've seen any change, which is good. I think this is the best No Prisoners we've ever had. in, yep, in Nephilim, fantastic. And I'm happy it's For remaining. Sure. Um, uh, Warpcraft, A Ball of the Wish looks exactly the same. Warp Ritual, I believe is also exactly the same. Uh, I'm just reading it now because I wasn't sure to. It looks the same. Yeah. Uh, but Psychic
0: and Terror has changed. <sighs> yeah. And it got worse again, <laughs> <laughs> but it got worse in a, better way so it's not as bad as it used to be in terms of like I, at least i think it makes a little bit more sense just just a little bit but it's now because you have to have uh, vision again but it's not you have to see your target it's your target has to see you which means like if you're targeting say a big knight that can't hide behind buildings
1: mm-hmm. you can still do it correct so yeah that just means that uh, one psychic character from your army can attempt to perform this action it's still a five to get the interior um, off um if it's within twenty-four and visible to uh, the an enemy character units, so it is a little bit hard, a little bit more awkward, but I still think it's it's a decent decent option. Yeah, it's it's still okay. It's okay. I, I think uh, not having to see them was a little dumb. It was yes, a little dumb. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, in addition, of course, it still has the rider saying that if you roll higher than their leadership, you get a CP. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. the uh, so- terror. Honestly, I do think this is probably the best way
0: to do psychic interrogation. You seeing them, yeah, it makes sense. But I like it better with you with them seeing you because, like I said, there's those big things that you usually can't hide behind buildings, so it kind of is dumb if they can see you. Yeah, I, I, I like this a bit better because it kind of balances it that
1: way. I like. I like yeah. It. Uh, all right. Next up, we have the No Mercy, No Respite categories, and there's seen changes to both of these. Uh, behind enemy lines, score three VP at the end of your turn for having one. Uh, unit excluding aircraft wholly within your opponent's deployment zone and four if you have two um in addition if one or more of those units is a troops unit an armature class or a unit or a war dog you gain a cp <laughs> again just like the, the cps are just flowing just dumping so, on top this, of the night players
0: yeah and this is what i'm talking about in terms of well, we need to know if this is capped or not because if it's not this is it's going to get out of hand so that's why i make, i I feel like they are because there's nothing saying they're not. I feel like you have to have that stipulation that this does not count towards your one CP per turn regain. So I think I feel like they should. They are capped that 1 to want to th- turn with the the way they're working right now. Because if they aren't, and somebody takes like behind enemy lines, grind them down, and whatever else that gives them the extra CP, they can get potentially four CP a turn. Yeah, or
1: uh, that's more. yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, too much. Yeah, too it's, it's too much um they, they can't they can't be they can't i must have thought of that but regardless behind enemy lines is now a fantastic pick for an absolute oh, altitude yeah. of armies that's the reason i said i'm um, scions i think uh are, are, are great yep. are great now they'll just order get you behind enemy <clears> lines. Engagement front has also seen a positive change two vp at the end of your turn if you have one or more qualifying units qualifying units has not changed um from your army hole within three different table quarters and they're more than six away from any other table quarter, score three VP if you have one more qualifying units from your army wholly within each table quarter, and those units are more than three away from each other table quarter. So to get four, because that was the issue, right? Um, You can get three, and it was pretty hard to get three in the previous, Um, but getting four is now easier than three, as long as you're willing to use one more unit absolutely well it helps that they used to be six inches away now it's three inches away that's uh exactly right well it's, it's three inches away for to get all four to qualify for all yeah, four exactly it's sticks if you want to go all three so literally if you're playing this you are playing a list that will get you all four all the time because playing to, to just do three is stupid and don't do it, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do, it. <laughs> do you know what still um Still, just take behind enemy lines instead. <laughs> yeah, at that point, if you're gonna if you're gonna get all if you're gonna get all four, you, you may as well just get behind enemy lines. Yeah. Well, see, at that point, you you looking at this number. You got four. You got four fingers up on your hand, and then you got one up on the other one. It's like I could use and possibly lose four units to get three CP, or I could use one. Sorry, three VP, or I could use one unit to get three VP. Huh. Yeah. There's <sighs> these things are not like the others. Uh, Shadow Ops um, banners exactly the same. As far as I can tell. Um, R&D is exactly the same. Also, as far as I can tell, unless you know differently. No, not that I know of. Easy. Done. Alright, jumping down. I saw the troops. Like, oh, are we get ACP2? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jumping into the faction-specific Secondaries. areas. Um, so, starting off with the depths of Cestades, and the first of those is a huge change to Codex Warfare. Um, for, we know that the Doctrines have changed also. You can stay in whatever Doctrine you want um, once you get into it. And, but this is the change reads as thus. There's no longer any cap on the amount of VP you can score in each Doctrine. It used to be you can only score a maximum of five points in Devastated doctrine, Tactic doctrine, assault doctrine. Um, now it is. I'll just read the first one because the first one's the one that's going to break everyone's brains. Yeah. Score two VP for each enemy unit that was destroyed as a result of an attack made with a heavy or grenade weapon by an attempted his unit from your army whilst the Devastated doctrine is active for your army. So there's no there's no cap on how many you can score in a turn. You know you can score 15 in a freaking turn if you can kill you know uh, eight units turn mm-hmm. one with heavy weapons. Don't don't say it won't happen. I've I've gotten. 14 on um death on the wind which is essentially the same thing um and the fact is i stay in devastated doctrine all game now so i can just stay here and get two vp per kill all game yep that's pretty cool that's why people are on Iron Hands, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. If you have a Devastator Doctrine-based army um, for Space Marines, they're just, they're just better now. Just straight up better now. Um, so much better. Just because of this secondary. But yeah, that's absolutely cranked. You'll see it everywhere. Um, Shock Tactics is the same from the version we saw previously. 4vp for flipping an objective. And No Mercy, No Respite. O's of Moment has been unnerfed. And you now it's back to getting you the 2vp, wholly within 6% of the center of the battlefield. The rest are exactly the same. Overall, a massive buff secondary-wise to to studies. Generic yep. adaptive studies. Yeah, they got a huge go up there. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But they're they're good. Yeah, they're what, good. What's happened to the rest of the supplements? Because there has been some changes here. The supplements for Black Templars, Blood Angels, some of their like, yeah, their they, secondaries here. Yeah, what, what, why are there only one each? <laughs> They well they, they nerfed them right. wanted to nerf, they removed one. <laughs> the, 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 That's kind of a nerf. They removed two. They removed three in some cases. So now each supplement and each sub faction of Space brains only gets one secondary.
0: Well, let's let's be let's be honest.
1: Let's be honest. They already have enough
0: secondaries. They didn't need more for God's sake. Like they they, they the ones they nerfed now to, I think for the most part are the the best ones. Like Blood Angels kept the Relentless Assault, which was their best one. Although now they're probably going to want to take by enemy lines anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> so and dark angels they they kept uh separate defiance yeah. yes which was and, and still the nerf Stubborn defiance um the nerf separate defiance okay so that that actually hurts that it, they, it some actually, of these actually hurt. it actually does but
1: hurt. but their second their other secondaries are fine so it's like okay mm. um you know? to my mind so black templars kept carry out your vows i don't believe that has changed it is still the if you kill more things um in melee than they killed in total you get four vp um and which it, it, it was always encouraging you to not take an MSU army, even though I think MSU might just be the best way to play them moving forward. Because yeah. uh, although you know the big bricks of big bricks of um, Crusaders might be okay now that arc, that contempt um, has gone, that five bin vault means a lot more. That's true, actually. And then they have that rider at the end of the battle round for five VP, which I think uh, I, I was it three. P- I think it might have been three VP previously, but five VP if you do the corresponding thing. I'm not going to read it all out. It is like four. That's it's like an, a whole. Like it is. Yeah, it's um, it's still not a bad if you build for it. Not a not a bad one. Not a bad take for the Black Templars whatsoever. And I think Black Templars quietly got a much better secondary game because of the oath change as well. Um, in particular, they're not great for the um, they're not great at Codex Warfare. Like they don't have like a a dunk of long range heavy weapons that they want to take. Unless you want to go dread heavy and take you know re- um, Redemptors and stuff. Um, but yeah, so I I do quietly like that that one for them and you say so you like the blood angels cut' just letting the salt you think that's fine do you think that's
0: oh no it's, it's still fine because again like you're not gonna be taking a lot of troops with the uh, blood angels anyway and it's four points for getting one unit in the back line instead of three so it's still better than uh in general than uh behind Enemy lines for blood angels so i think that's still the best one that's one that they would normally take anyway so i feel like that's still that's still better for them specifically than behind enemy lines yep because you,
1: you skip you don't have and you can still use your Sand Guard, your
0: death company mm. so
1: um sub defiance like you said has been kept for the dark angels it is pretty much the same as the the nerfed version we got before can't be a unit it can't be an objective in your deployment zone that you pick and then you get vp with the corresponding um turn number so you have to be on at turn one in order to get um the full 15 out of the secondary. So it's extri- it's very hard to do and you have to build for it, but all the units that you wanted to take to do it before, you know, I used to take 10 um, infiltrators, combat squad them in the games I didn't want to take stuff in Defiance and just chuck 10 of them on there with a, a Helix Gauntlet. That's a lot cheaper to do that now. That is not. That is a lot cheaper. It's a lot yeah. cheaper to do that now, at least. Um, I still don't think it's amazing, because I think Battlefield Supremacy has just got so many good choices. Yeah, there's a lot of better ones for you now, so I don't think Severed Defiance is going to be taken a lot.
0: Because, like you said, unless you're okay with a 14, which, you know, in a lot of cases you can be, and you have a Terminator brick that you want to put on there,
1: maybe. But yeah. uh, Do they even have the ObSec anymore, actually? I don't think they do. No, on what? For your Terminators. You have to take old Deathwing. Which I mean, if you're taking only mono Deathwing, you can't you don't. There's no infiltrating units you can take that will get on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so you're losing, yeah. You're going to lose the one point there for yeah. sure. Raven, when you okay. can do it, you can take a unit of obsec Bikes and pay some CP to scout onto them um, before the first turn begins, and you can do it that way. And I have done that before, and you should too if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, That's better. It's a good. It's a good way of doing it. Um, Deathwatch kept purge the enemy, which is the. Um, it's actually very. It's actually very good. Um, if you select a objective during the resolve abilities the steps of the mission, select three battlefield rolls. Um, from units in your opponent's army. If your opponent does not have at least three uh, units with different battlefield roles, select as many as you can. At the end of the battle, score 5 VP if you killed every unit from that battlefield role. This is cute. Do you see how this is cute? This is adorable with the uh, the new detachments. detachments yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna, essentially, they're going to clearly label which one not to pick. Yeah. They've probably taken six of them. Um a la they've taken six elites as their three as their compulsory and three as the rest so you're like well i just i guess i just picked the heavy supports the fast attack and the hqs right yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there or, we go Or yeah the ones you did the ones you the one you didn't take the compulsory off. they essentially wrote it for you um yeah uh imperial fist. Se- so you go
0: that's a pretty good secondary
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's pretty good you're gonna know it's gonna be very plain when it's an extremely good secondary yeah. um i have no idea what the imperial fist one does i don't particularly care but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Iron Hands, that, that is, is <laughs> Iron Hands have still got their weird version of Oz of Moment where they've got all these all these one dot point, one, one VP things. Uh, one or more Iron Hands vehicle units from your army within your opponent's deployment zone. One or more Iron Hands vehicle units um, from your army within six at the center of the battlefield uh one or more enemy units was destroyed by a nine hands vehicle one of enemy units destroyed by a melee attack by nine man's vehicle um so it's very easy. it's not too bad to get three of those it's kind of you never i I've, I've, you rarely see people get four of them and i don't think it's the right build for iron hands to go super mech heavy unless you want to do the um all the gladiators
0: all the gladiators
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean just all of
0: them just every single one yeah i don't i don't think it's 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 not a bad one i don't think a lot of iron hands will need to take it because they're gonna no. they're gonna have codas warfare.
1: Correct. That's they're Dependent. already getting all yeah, their points correct. from that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But Iron Hands don't need help. They're fine. Um, Raven God have some really long-worded secondary <laughs> where they get to plant explosives. And at the end of the battle, store 3vp for each objective marker that has, uh, still has explosives planted on it. So, you know, essentially you're doing an action on objectives and you have to not boom them. Um, Promethean Creed for salamanders are still here. It's very good. Um, in your first command phase, select one objective marker not within your employment zone. At the end of command phase, if you control that objective marker and a salamander's core infantry unit from your army, is within range of it, get two VP. Each time any unit is selected to shoot or fight, if a Salamander's infantry unit from your army is within range of that objective marker and is the target of those attacks, as it is not destroyed, you get another VP, up to a max of two VP. At the end of each player's term, if one or more enemy units were destroyed by attacks made by Salamander's infantry unit from your army, um, that is within range of that objective marker, score one VP to two VP. So it doesn't have a cap on how many VP you can score. So technically, you can get like six VP in a turn from this if your opponent is just dumb enough to just keep poking the unit and killing it. <laughs> um yeah but i actually don't mind that one i like it's a good one it's a good one uh, yeah it, I, I like it um uh, geez there's just so many space marine craps to go through like seriously yeah uh space wolves well this is good at least i didn't have three for each of them i wouldn't have done them oh. uh, Space space at the end of your turn score three vp if two or more space wolves units from your army are within engagement range of any enemy units or complete a charge moves this turn that's good they got the best they got their best one can still it's in battlefield supremacy you might not see it because it's you know you might just take behind enemy lines instead but not a bad one um, what is the ultramar- what was the Ultramarine once before? I'm not sure I ever saw it before. I think I've seen this one once that I
0: played against that once the uh, March for McCree. Yep. Uh, okay, so right now, if you select the subjective Ultramarine Corps infantry army you can attempt this following action. Claim, claim for McCree. One or more ultramarine core infantry units from your army can start to perform this action at the end of your movement phase. Each unit from the army starts to perform this action. It must be within the range of a different objective marker control that has not been claimed from a creep by your army. The action is completed at the end of your next command phase. At the end of the battle, whichever comes first comes completed. That objective marker is said to have been claimed from a creep by your army. You score four victory points each time your unit from your army completes this action. Yes. So I think that's almost exactly the same. It might have been three points before. I'm, but, just che-
1: I'm literally just checking for you right now. Uh, no, it was four before. It was always four. So honestly, of their
0: ultramarines and secondaries, this is still I think it was the best one, especially because it's in shadow operations. It's a good one for them. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't think they're taking too many core infantry and in ultramarines builds right now. They're taking a lot of dreadnoughts. They actually—that's not true. they will probably taking infiltrators now. So,
1: mm. so that might actually not be bad. Um I don't mind that either. I, th- I think it's okay. It, it might—it's going to be hard to get. Uh, fifteen on, but eight's pretty, pretty doable. Eight's, pretty eight's doable. Yeah, absolutely. Doable.
0: If, if, if you're st- struggling for secondaries, which honestly,
1: with the new ones, I don't think you will. Nah, either. Then you'll have an option. Yeah, it's in Shadow Ops as well. So there, there's not as much competition in Shadow Ops. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: That's what I mean. Like it's just one of those ones that uh, I
1: don't have any other good ones. Cool. I'll just do this. All right, White Scars. Uh, three VP for characters and monsters killed by uh, um, units in melee that made a charge. One VP if you just kill any other unit and when you made a charge. And one VP if you kill a unit uh, in via range after you've advanced. You can score up to five VP this turn. I think it's good. It's a bit. You want to front load the absolute crap out of this. You want to make sure you get like one or two turns of just getting a five on this because you've got, you've got your full commit turns. I don't. I don't mind it though. I think. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's it's okay. Although it's under purge DNA, which is the same as Codex Warfare, so I don't know how much that's going to be taken. Well, the thing is, Codex Warfare isn't amazing as amazing for White Scars. Um, yes, mm, that's true. Yeah, so it's really the uh, it's really the heavy doctrine lads. Like, I mean, Ultramarines can still do really good Codex Warfare. Um, yeah, but it's um it's more that they they want to get into assault doctrine to get most of their points. They want to get they had so therefore that has to be turn three for Codex Warfare to really pay out. They can right. get a couple of points to turn one, like they can still be very devastating. Okay, very so then
0: they can use the of for. Okay, so that makes yeah, sense. Th-
1: so, th- there I we think, go. No, I, I'm, I'm saying this could be the argument at least. Codex yeah. isn't just obviously better than that. Um, all right, sisters, do you, have you are you aware of what changed for sisters? Uh, I, offhand, I'm not hundred percent. Do you know offhand what what the change uh, for? Because I don't, I don't know if they actually changed that much, but they know they changed a bit. I know they changed a bit. I'm gonna have to quickly do a little scoot down. because um, defend the shrine three VP. If you control it, and I think it was, I think it was four CP before. No, it was three CP before. No, it was always three. It was always three. Um... Which one changed? Was it, uh, Leap of Faith. That's the big one that changed. There we go. Leap- oh, oh, yes. Went, back, went back to my notes. So bear with me. So now, at the end of the battle round, you can discard a miracle dice from your miracle dice pool. If you do so, you'll gain a number of VP depending on the value of the miracle dice. Um, you can score a maximum of 12 VP from this secondary. I don't believe the 12 VP should be there anymore with this, with this change. All right. So if you discard a dice with a value of a one, two, or three on it, you get one. Uh, vp if you discard a four or five you get two if you discard a freaking six you get three and you can't get a 15 i think this is crap
0: yeah this is uh this is not not uh not a good one anymore they used but to be fair it used to be busted it yeah it used to, to be busted perfect. yeah but this is uh i don't think i don't think many such players will take this unless it's like they're not going to engage with the enemy like i don't need to use any miracle dice i guess i'll just get 12 points <laughs> yeah. that's fair you can only discard one so you can't even like do multiple ones two yeah. and three so you it's you it's... can't
1: even discard like two ones to get to a yeah. or, or two twos or threes or whatever yeah i think it's yeah. rough that's rough that is rough i don't like it i don't like it all right moving on from the sisters who you know we have to assume got a bit of a a bit of a tap bit of a love tap a um... bit of a love tap it's a love tap it's, it's, a it's not yeah it,
0: it's a nerve let's be honest yeah. like they're uh the next one is still Sacred Grounds too, right? And that one got a little bit of a nerf too. Not a huge one, but enough of one that it's harder. Mm-hmm. So it's four VP instead of five VP now. Yep. Which is, that's, I mean, it, it's it's a thing because well, it, it caps, right? Yeah. There's only so many objectives on the on the battlefield. So getting
1: one less point for each one and not in your deployment, it's kind of uh, that hurts. It does. It does hurt. Absolutely. All right. Uh, jumping down, we have Custodes up and next. So. Ah, this is an interesting one to unpack. Anything major that you've seen change? Nope, I saw no changes. Fair. I was hoping there would be (laughs) one change here, um, which is the one where you have to um, hold it at the end of the battle round and start at the end of the... Stand Vigil? Yeah, I was hoping this would be the end of the turn, um, because as it reads right now, it's just, remember Stranglehold? It was like, I do remember Stranglehold. Yeah, I remember Stranglehold, yeah. that, broken, that broken-ass
0: that broken battlefield uh, supremacy well,
1: secondary. There one says, um, a 3 VP if you control more objective markers that are not within either player's deployment zone than your opponent. Yeah. Usually there's 3 in, in no man's land, and so you have to control 2 out of 3. But it's at the end of the battle round, so if you go first, your opponent gets to fight you for one of those and mm-hmm. deny you points. And I was hoping it would get unnerfed. Well, I'm not sure it was, ever, it was ever nerfed, but I wanted it to get a little bit more unshackled than it was. Because um, I think they deserve to have one Good a secondary, they do. They need it. Yeah, I don't know if they're any good. I'd see... Uh, engagement on fronts is okay for them, but they you can bleed out really hard if you go for it, overcommit <gasps> to it. Uh, that's yeah. The big thing with well, the big thing with the custodes they don't have the resources that other marines yeah. have, especially now. Mm. Exactly right. You don't. You can't just throw away units to go and get and, and behind enemy lines isn't something that they do easily either. Um, so yes, battlefield supremacy is a bit of an awkward um, slot for them. Anyway, moving down Admech mm-hmm. They had some, possibly some of the worst secondaries uh, imaginable. Uh, have you seen any yeah, differences? Yeah, yeah, every single one of them changed a bit. Yep, every tell us about every single
0: it. one of them. So the purge of the enemy one—that's the one where you get about, you get three victory points. Well, wow. okay, that's what it used to be. You got three victory points for. Uh, Everything that was destroyed. For, if each enemy model that was destroyed, that means one or more of the following criteria: either a warlord trait, a relic, or a vehicle key uh, has a vehicle keyword and wounds characteristic of fourteen or more. Now it's characteristic of wound
1: characteristic of eight or more. That's not too bad. That's actually not too that's bad. bad.
0: Well, that opens up a lot more in terms of uh, how many, because uh, like, all these little transports things now running around will actually give the points for this now too. That's three points just for killing a dedicated transport,
1: like say a drop pod. <laughs> well man i take a bunch of i take a bunch of land speeders that and my yeah. speeders are like 10 wound eight wound nine wound speeders so they yeah, all so give up three vp they each i'll give up three vp each yeah and one but of that's the, one of the best things about them is that they give up only one point on bring it down now they give up three yeah. points it's crazy now they give up three yeah. it's like,
0: what are you seeing the influx of say dreadnoughts and stuff with yeah. iron hands and ultramarines this this secondary is going to be amazing yeah i agree dude. absolutely amazing um, uh uh it has eradication, eradication of Fletch.
1: Eradication of Flesh is the next one. Yeah. And that's it didn't change much, but it's worth Four, four now instead of three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The and then hidden Archeo... So they completely lose was Uncharted Sequencing or is that on the next page? No, the Uncharted Sequencing is gone. Um, which I think was the awkward one. It was the one where you, you set up uh, assign one objective match to each battle round. And it was just so much freaking bookkeeping. It was Yeah, much- it's also like the only secondary, well, I'm going to consider this one to be the second one. It's so the only secondary in a codex that was in the same category as another secondary in the codex. Yeah, yeah exactly w- right. What What the hell? What the <laughs> hell? Uh, but here, Arco Vault looks pretty much the same, but you get 5 VP for it instead of 4, which I think it, it just means if you if you are struggling through this quagmire of mediocrity, now you're getting way more <laughs> VP for the squeeze, is essentially yeah. how I read it. So, overall buff to, to Admech. Um... It, it I was interested in, in that Imperial Guard actually got mentioned in here cuz I thought with such a new book they might yeah. have been touched. Have you seen any notable changes? Uh, I'm pretty sure inflexible command got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, well so inflexible Command needed to, needed to be altered, right? Yeah. Uh but was it, well, it was it was uh it was it was still good before, but it was very limiting I think. Yeah, especially with the sorry the way the the way that um the the way that uh, issuing orders changed to be a command phase buff instead of a movement phase thing meant that if the old wording of flexible command" was actually really hard to pull off. You had to you had to do put off all your uh, all your orders and then move advance your freaking commanders to get back in range of all the things so you get the points. And it was yeah. it was it was a little awkward because then you'd be at the mercy of this advance roll, that move roll, all the all these other things. Had a lot of t's and c's hanging over its head. Um, mm-hmm. So, what's the change in your mind? Well, I can read it out for you. Uh, is, is it actually
0: mentioned in this book it should be because i'm assuming we haven't seen the codex officially right so no, maybe this the is different official one. but <laughs> the you, official one so it could be different you but assume it's, it's going it, to be the same you, you assume it's going to be the same right so as it says now in uh arcs of omen. The end of your you score two victory points if every platoon infantry unit in your army is within six inches of a friendly officer unit. I'm pretty sure that was the same as it was before. You uh, score one victory point if every squadron unit for your army has within 12 inches of a friendly officer unit, the same thing, and score two victory points if any enemy units were destroyed by an military unit from your army this turn while that military unit was being affected by an order. So that is the one that changed because it was one point before, now it's two points. Yep. And Correct. again, because the orders are now easier to get off, because you don't have to worry about hitting yeah. that stuff in the command system, right? Like it's it's better yeah. now and
1: the, to do that. They've done a couple of things to qualify some stuff. If an officer yeah. is embarked with a transport model, that transport counts as having the officer keyboard. Exactly. So if you're in six of the transport, you get the buff, um, you get the points, and the vox casters actually extend the range of this. So as long as everybody has a voxcaster, you can just pocket. You just yeah. pocket the CP. You just pocket yeah. the VP. The twenty-four inches instead of six. It's pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty big difference. <laughs> that's
0: in pretty, pretty good, mate. <laughs> Yeah, for sure so they uh they got they got a buff that way it'll be they, they, they okay. needed gonna say they needed one because they're actually pretty strong right now but
1: that one was hard to do mm. um and the other one vp for each uh, so this is uh boots on the ground one vp for each table court that has one or more infantry units from your army within it excluding uh three from the battlefield um which was exactly the same uh so it used to be six from the battlefield now it's three from the battlefield edge uh sorry the um the center. center of the battlefield rather and one vp if one regimental standard units with the whole in 6 of the center of the battlefield which i believe is exactly the same so yep. that one got a marginally you know a slight slightly better yeah i mean you get three extra inches which hey every inch counts or at least of a lifetime that's that's, that's oof. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> uh. <laughs> did you see anything change drastically for knights knights imperial knights having one of the best secondary games in the uh, i have i haven't seen any i don't i hope not
0: because theirs are too
1: good right now i feel like they should have did you notice anything that they changed with them i haven't noticed anything on my quick read through but they are yeah. very wordy <laughs> they're so wordy that's the problem i have i feel like i missed something but they didn't look any different I'm, looking, I'm, looking, I'm still like comparing them I, right now i think honor the, ha- honor the house has changed
0: no no honor the, the same
1: that's the same that's the same ba-ba-ba. three victory point virtuous three victory points virtuous two and you lose three yep honor the house is exactly the same you're no ground you control half the total objectives uh, one vp for each yep 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 no enemies in deployment zone and ended that move closer to the... Yeah, that's exactly the same as well. So yeah. R- Renew the Oath is the only one that could have changed. One action, 3vp, 4vp, 1vp, and a 4+. 3vp, 4vp, 1vp, and a 4+. plus. I think they're yeah. exactly the same, mate. It looks the same. Yeah, they look the same. And then Jewel of Honor, which I'm not going to read. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Jewel,
1: Jewel of Honor is gone, because it was stupid. Uh, yeah, it was dumb. Uh, Grey Knights. Now, Grey Knights have had some changes. So... Ooh, juicy. Um, Purge the enemy, destroy the demon. At the end of the battle, score victory points for each enemy unit that was destroyed by a granite unit from your army during the battle as follows. Demon Primark, 5 VP. Any other demon monster, 3 VP. Any demon vehicle, 3 VP. Any other demon, 1 VP. This used to be 5... It was exactly the same. Never mind. And, nope, then, it's identical. and then you had to. Re- but then there was a rider saying you had to reduce the number of VP points scored and subjected by 1 for each demon unit that is on the battlefield and not below half-strength. Hilariously yeah. bad. that's, that's that, just that's just <laughs> that's just punishing that's like uh, oh that just felt bad that was yeah i don't know why they put that in there here's the big one here's the crack your knuckles this is a game changer for them this was already i think their best secondary um and people would be like but adam they had purifying ritual and i said but but guys i always used to auto i was scoring freaking 15 points on this at wtc versus the best players in the world this is yeah. teleport assault yeah round score five vp if one or more enemy units were destroyed by a gray nice model from your army they were set up on the battlefield using teleport strike uh the teleport shunt ability or the gate of infinity psychic power and and this is now five vp up from four vp and it was already very good you only got two or three turns to get max points like dude oh my god (laughs) tell tell me the innumerable ways this is now cracked
0: oh because the shunt strat you can put like all your interceptors uh the dread knights can just do it for cp for free not for free but for cp uh you, when you're coming up from regular deep strike when you do uh the teleportable what the heck is that uh, gate, of gate of infinity yeah that count as well like you have not only do you have at least two turns where you can just come in naturally and get your five points every single turn you are on the table you can just do something like that. You can you can shunt, you can gauge infinity and get five
1: points for killing yeah. one thing. One Correct. thing. Correct. <laughs> uh, dude, I was playing I was playing against people who were playing uh Tau and they had multiple units of four crude uh, four Crute oh, hounds. God. And I was getting four points for killing four Crute crude hounds with essentially like two storm bolters.
0: Now that said because of the way the uh, detachments are going to be set up now, there might be less armies that'll have that these stuff. little dinky units. Yeah, there might be less of that stuff around. I think that I think they're actually still important, personally, because now they can have these little little dinky things running around to, to uh, block stuff out with deep strike and whatnot, but and hold back objectives. So I think this is actually going to still be extremely helpful, even even if they didn't have that stuff. Grey knights have enough kill power that they should be able to well, we could combine. Because as long as you can fire other stuff
1: at that unit, as long as the guys that did the shunt or deep strike. Finish it Get off. the kill. So, there's yeah. a couple of things that people don't know about this. Oh, sorry, the other thing I point out is that Grey Knight shooting got exponentially better with the removal of Armor of Contempt. That's, yes. Their yes. shooting is actually good again. So, yeah. you know, you take a you unit know, of perks, you take a, a Dread Knight, those things actually just slap and kill stuff every turn now. Uh, one of the crazy things, yeah, that was set up on the battlefield using teleport strike ability, teleportation shunt, or the Gate of Infinity. One thing I realized, yeah, gate of infinity happens in the psychic phase there's nothing saying that the unit has to have arrived or has to have used gate of infinity and then killed a thing i have at many a time just smited units and seen which unit got the kill and then gated that unit and then i still get the points so that's the thing you can do you can back you can back end this if you take a psychic heavy army, the librarian, the super psychic librarian, I'd move in and advance him out. He would smite down a nothing unit. And then I'd gate him back to my army, four points. And now it's five points. Um, absolutely bonkers that you can do that. It's really, really, really freeing. There you um, go. You're getting so many tactics from this guy right now. Great night expert. <laughs> uh, taking him for WTC essentially like just press molds you into Yeah, into it, some, really into <laughs> it really does. It really does. Did the psychic action get changed yes so psychic ritual did get changed purifying ritual rather it is now warp charge six yeah which i've uh, seen a lot of people
0: fail it on a five so that
1: that hurts. i have failed it plenty of times on a five my man plen- plenty 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 of times um so i still think it's good still think it's very takeable in certain missions but you might not always take it now um at, at a warp charge six so we'll see there's also a couple of other things you can do like there's a brother captain um who can buff up all your uh, psychics by one if you just want to ensure you get some stuff off you know you can cast on 3d6 there are ways to nullify this change but yeah. it's harder to do now under nine harder to do for yeah. sure so grey arts got a little bit lost a little bit probably about the same yeah i think they came, ah, yeah, they came out about even as long as you're playing it right i think yeah uh all right that was that was all imperium that was, that was so that was much. a lot of imperium holy crap and then we're going to go into the Chaos goodness. So, Chaos Space Marines actually got a couple of different good changes. What have you found, brother? I found the long war actually went up. You got one more victory point. Uh, capped at one more victory point. This is a three max, it's
0: four max for uh, the secondary, which is... Uh, that's, 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 that's good, because actually it's a decent one to get, with the 1.2 points for the controlling objective markers and just killing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's you wanted, you, you, you tre- like, that's That's much better for them. I think three, it was still already one of their best secondaries as a general... As a general secondary, now it's just it's just better.
1: It's just better. Yeah, I agree. I think it's now one of their, their near-auto-takes for how they usually yeah. play the game. Um, jumping down, so net positive for generic Chaos Space Marines. Alpha Legion, I think, is a net positive. They can, they, they now subvert and play Funny Buggers on your uh, objectives and turn them off, but it ends at the end of the turn, not the end of the battle round, but only goes off on a 4-plus to destroy it. Um, 5-plus if you are a cultist. The uh, Black Legions, I'm just going to TLDR all the... all the um. The, yeah for sure the legions uh, black legion one is better now ends at the end of the turn rather than the end of the battle round again so making them quite a lot better you know they get four vp if they do it on an objective outside the deployment zone one vp in deployment zone quite good creations of uh fabby bill uh, is unchanged but it was it was already really good so it doesn't matter uh word bearers i think is also unchanged it was also really good uh red corsairs is better if it finishes at the end of the turn um is is much improved um and I think there's what Iron Warriors is pretty much unchanged. Night Lord's 100% unchanged. I think Iron Warriors is slightly better. Um, one extra VP uh, for the original dot points, but I don't think that is enough to drastically change it. I think it's still pretty one of the, one of the middling ones um funnily enough world eaters get a full section of of secondaries in here but we're not going to do them we're not going to go over them because i'm going to save that for the actual review which anthony vanilla has now blocked himself in for he messaged me and said yo dog we're we're doing that (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair enough mate uh i guess we are um death guard what have you found out there Death Guard, the
0: Fleeing Vectors, you are actually now getting two points at the end of each return for the first bullet point there, so at the end of each player's turn you score, two victory points of seven or more models were destroyed by their attacks by the Death Guard model. That's, uh, it used to be one point for that, and then an additional one if it was uh, made by Plague Weapons. That's the, that's the only change there. The second bullet point remains the same. Despoiled Ground, I believe, changed slightly too. it actually is going to be... they Yeah, they removed the last bullet point of every objective marker on the battlefields with a contagion range of one or more contagion abilities of the Death Guard. They removed that, so that you no longer get three points three extra points for that one so it's a little harder to max that out but i think they uh they did remove something else because there's only four there four there no that's it yeah they us remove that that's it that's the same otherwise and then spread the sickness is identical as well so yeah. death guard yeah. the fleeing vectors got a little bit better and then the other two kind of remain the same aside from spoil the ground got a
1: little bit harder i guess yeah but i don't think it's gonna change that much but it's a little bit harder um over to T-Suns who I believe you have to say got a nerf they lost one of their better secondaries one of their better just secondaries is gone with his I'd rat say, say their best I'd say their yes, best aside yeah. from Anything that doesn't have psychic
0: abilities that or psychic psych in
1: there. And I think uh, Mutate Landscape is a little bit harder to pull off as well from my reading, if it's the uh, same as it was. So Mutate Landscape got, uh, got a little bit worse. Everything else is the same. And just, just Wrath of Magnus is just freaking deleted, which. Yeah. Uh, that hurts. Uh, it's a bit, bit crazy they kept like freaking Burnt Empires and freaking Sorceress Prowess and crap and took away the, their best one. I, I feel like that's kind of the one you would keep. Right. It was it was a slap. I think I think it was uh, they were doing so well. Like ah this one's too But they weren't like, like, like mono
0: T weren't
1: doing so well. You fix the flavors and it's not a thing. Like
0: Well yeah. that's that's the other thing too. Like you got to think that how many I, I actually like, raise raise your hand if you're listening to this right now. And you didn't take uh Psyker in your army specifically because of Wrath of Magnus, because I guarantee
1: you uh, at least at least at least twenty people are raising their hand right now. That's correct. I, I that was the same thing. Yeah, I, I did the same. I took out my Libby's See? because... There you yeah. go. You're raising your hand too, yeah. aren't you? I am raising my hand right now. But yeah. without the Flamers, I don't care. You can take Wrath of yeah. Magnus. You can have your 115. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and you're probably, probably very worthy of it. Uh, Chaos Knights, what have you seen here, if anything?
0: Uh, I have not seen much right now. I'm going to look at that right now, too. Because they were, there were actually good ones, too. Not as good as the Imperial Knights, so though. That's the big thing.
1: The Imperial yeah. Knights secondaries were cranked. And still are apparently because they didn't change. <laughs> well, I think I think they've gotten some significant buffs because Ruthless Tyranny has apparently gotten uh, better, uh, awarding two VP if you can put the in red range of all ob- objective all objectives yep, being in red range. They did they did get that. And then the other one is Storm of Darkness has gone to four CP, and so now can uh, actually you can actually get max points on it because it used to be you couldn't. So Storm of Darkness is the, if you select an objective marker, a Chaos Knight unit from your army can attempt the following action. One Chaos Knight unit from your army can start performing this action at the end of your morale phase. If it's in range of an objective marker that's not already been cursed by your army, a unit can't start this action, well, there's any enemy units there, blah, 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 It's completed at the end of your next psychic phase, provided the unit performing is still within range of the same objective marker. If completed, it's said to have been cursed by your army and everybody gets minus one. It's four VP each time a unit completes this action. That is better. It's still quite hard to do, I believe.
0: It's not as hard as you might think, but four VP is definitely better, because like you said, now they can actually max it out too. So yeah, all their secondaries, you get a buff, because even Path of Destruction went up a maximum, you can get four points a turn for it instead of three too. So. There you go. They, to be honest, they I do think they actually needed it, because their secondary game was... It was at pretty- least, yeah. It, comparatively to Imperial Knights,
1: especially, it was like night and day. So this yeah. is this a good they, need, they needed that. Agreed. Okay, uh Demons Wise. Um no. <laughs> they just got some they just got some net boons. Uh of Reality, it's a small uh gets it gets a rider. sometimes is giving you a Wolf Storm point. And uh, apart from that, I don't think much has changed. Yeah, I think that was it. Um I think they're better for a couple of other stuff. Um like the fact is they, they're really good at um, behind behind em lines now. So it maybe yep. you don't want to do reality rebels all the time anymore. Like I think behind em lines might just be a better score sometimes. So there is some considerations there, but apart from that, pretty much unchanged. Uh jumping down to the Xenos. Asuriani, what have you got for us?
0: Suriani, let's have a look. So the Wrath of Cain, I think that is for me the same one point one point two points. I gotta double check that though, because actually that might be that might be a little bit worse. No, that's the same. That's the same. You have the, yeah that, that's the same that remains unchanged it's got the enemy
1: uh, looks the same as well and- Yeah, i mean i think scry futures is one of the only things that's changed which uh, and i think the biggest reason that's changed is because now you might not want to do psychic interrogation as much so scry futures might be backhandedly better um this is one Assyrian Psychic unit on a Warp Charge 4. I can attempt to perform a Psychic action in your Psychic phase. It was in range of an objective marker you control that's not yet been scryed. If this action is completed, the objective marker is said to have been scribed by your army. Three VP each time you do this. Um, I think it's very good. I actually think it's quite yep. good. And you yep. should, you should really, really consider that one. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, I think Assyrian is still on the whole pretty good, especially scout the enemy. But the thing is, yeah, does, do you still want to? Do you still need to take Rangers, even though you don't have to take troops anymore? Like, it's weird. Well, Yeah, it's actually going to be a hard hard point to take. I think
0: rangers still worth taking for a couple of their strats anyway, but they don't need to anymore. Yeah, that's right. The rangers do have the, the strats; like they can go off and go back on, so they can be really good for behind enemy lines too. Hmm. So they actually, I think they have played just because they have the versatility to give them different options of secondaries.
1: Yeah. On to Drakari, to my intent, has not changed at all. Please forgive nope. me if I am wrong. I did look at these guys, and I could not find a single freaking change. To uh, yeah, that's like nothing. Nothing jumped out at me. Yep. Having a I'm
0: looking change. at them right now. Still nothing.
1: And, I and please bear with us. It's actually really hard to find changes. We have to look at one thing, <laughs> read a paragraph of nonsense, go look at another thing, read another paragraph of nonsense, compare the two paragraphs of nonsense. It's it's pretty tedious, especially um, for the ones that have really big blocks of text. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the harlequins. Anything changed here to your mind. I'm trying to find Me too. Uh, I don't to find anything. Well, okay. Deadly
0: performance looks like it has changed a lot actually. Yeah? Break it down. Like a lot. Because Oh no, never mind. It's just on the second page. It's the same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I only saw one bullet point, but it transferred over to the second page. No, it's it's the same. Um yep. so they can only have the deployment zone bit scored by a core unit and it goes mm-hmm. up in warped and and oh. Uh, I think Weave Veil goes up in Warp Charge. I think are the only things that notably changed. Weave Veil... Oh, it used to be Warp Charge 3. That was dumb. Oh, 4. Oh, five, yeah. Whatever. Whatever, guys. Yeah, whatever. When I'm, when yeah, I'm, when I'm, it's 4 Warp charges instead of 3. Whatever. Oh, the secondary game is still phenomenal. All right. Yeah. Uh, jumping down into the nids. Nids, nids, nids. Secondary-wise, uh, did anything even change? Um, they, were, they, were, they were a great Psychic Interrogation Army, I guess. But I don't think any of the secondaries changed, and the secondaries still kind of suck.
0: Yeah, I think like the best one was still Cranial Feasting, and that's very situational. It's all, yeah, extremely situational. And it's still, yeah, it's still the same. It's still pretty, yep, very situational. That's the same. That's, yeah, their, their secondary game is still, it's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> but at least at least their Codex secondaries, their, their general secondaries just got really good though.
1: Hmm.
0: Cuz they're really good at behind the main lines. They're really good at grinding them down if they want to build that way and they're really good at any of the uh, the warp ritual or yeah, interrogations like while their secondary game and their codex stuff
1: is not great, it doesn't matter. Yeah, fair. Um well, tell us about the gene-steel cult changes, mate. Ooh, let's talk about the gene still change. Well, the brute form is unchanged.
0: Brute form is the same. It was already like it was amazing. You build for that, which you should, you get your 15 ambush got a glow up though which is brilliant absolutely brilliant now the big thing with uh with this one is it's it's only one or two two minor changes but you, you used to get one point for killing something that was crossfired and then you get two points for killing something that was exposed and two point two points if uh it was uh, with something that came in from ambush that turn up to a max of four points now it's up to a max of five points and the big thing you now get two points for killing some that was crossfired Instead of one, yeah, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. double your points a turn, like minimum. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. Yeah. That's reg- that, that, that's so good. That is so good. And uh, sabotage uh, critical location changed a little bit. I don't know why they thought that people weren't taking it because it was only giving you nine points in the first. Like it was giving you one less point than it is now. They like, oh, just give them one more point a turn, they'll take it. Like no, guys, we're not taking that. It's still garbage.
1: <laughs> Fair. Um, so net gain or net loss? Oh, net gain, absolutely, because ambush is. I I know a lot of uh, G-Circle players weren't actually comfortable taking it. You should be now. Absolutely should be. Um, All right, so up to the Necrons, who essentially saw changes to three of their, what previously were four secondaries, is now three secondaries. uh, Code of Combat is is completely completely deleted, which is already a huge huge hit.
0: Um, Which I think actually is... Honestly, I think that's a good thing for Necrons because I think they're relying too much on the Silent King and, in some cases, the like Command
1: Barges. I think that's actually a good thing for them Yeah, to lose that's say. That. That's fair. Um, I think it's... Well, same with Wrath of, Wrath of Magnus being deleted. It was one of their best yeah. secondaries. They're All the secondaries were good, so they're losing one of their exactly. good secondaries, which are all good, so that's okay. Um, ancient Machineries, I think, now has to... Well, I know now has to have uh, core infantry, bikers, and canoptic units, so now has to be core to do that. Um, the amount of VP you just get from the Treasures of Aeons secondary has been reduced by a PIP on either... So, one for two, two for three, three for four. I believe, I was co- if I'm correct... In my recollection, it used to be just one more on all those fronts. I believe it was five. Nope, it was it was just five in the last one. That's right. Okay, Yeah, so two, three, one yeah. yeah. Um, And then purge the vermin can't be scored turn one anymore. Um, yeah, was the major change there. I think it should have been that way anyway. Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> You don't just get to go first and just, just take all your points. <laughs> yeah. Post of Venom is the one with keeping your opponent out of table quarters. So it used to be yeah. you just went first, got three VP for doing absolutely nothing. Uh, exactly. It was pretty stupid. But a net nerf, undeniably a net oh, nerf, sure. probably like 30% nerf on their secondaries. But they did the best secondary game in the game. So now they're probably uh, upper middle of the pack secondary-wise. All right. Down to Orcs. Uh, green Tide apparently is is pretty good now so it reads as at the end of your turn score one vp for each table quarter that contains 10 or more orc models from your army including models that have been three of any other table quarter so i like this because this is um conflicting with behind enemy lines so you can't take this advantage. behind enemy lines. <laughs> What a like great the, secondary. That is the non-orc orc player. Um, but I think behind me lines is just better than this for orcs. It is better. It, yeah. it, I guess
0: the green Tide did get a little bit of a glow up in terms of it used to be six inches instead of three inches. So because orcs are already slow I mean, for the most part, you know, that's, you know, sure,
1: it might be a little easier to get, but why aren't you taking behind me lines Hmm. Um, get the good bits. I, th- I was told has changed, but for the life of me, I can't tell what it is. I've selected secondary units. Obj- orc core units from your army can attempt the following action. Any movement phase, one or more orcs core unit from your army type from this action. Each from your army type from this action. Must be a range of different objective marker, uh, not in either player's deployment zone. Eluders or Gretchen is completed at the end of the turn. Otherwise, it's starting next command phase or at the end of the battle. 4 VP to a maximum of 6 VP for battle round. So that's the change. It used to be 3 and 5. 3 and 5. Now it is 4 for 1 uh six for two that is the first time i've seen something that is capped at six usually it's capped at five or uncapped yeah capped at six so that's it's pretty nice that's uh
0: that's actually probably the best
1: best orc secondary to you so that getting glove yeah. is really good the, what, it was the already the best one <laughs> it yeah need a it's buff. just now it's just better it's already the best <laughs> <one>. it's better <laughs> it's so stupid um up to tau uh pff, i don't think they changed just
0: read them up now too
1: pretty no, sure that looks oh no
0: aerospace true. targeting got I think a little bit of a a minor change I'm just looking at that now it's so long I can't be bothered it's so long <laughs> no never mind it's the same, okay, I it. it's I'm, the not, same. I'm not reading the, the intricacies out. I'm sorry no, Adam I'm not no, but...
1: <laughs> if, it's, if it's different I'm sure the tower players will let us know Yeah. Uh, leagues of Vivi Vivi Votan did they had any notable changes I'm just going to have a quick scroll through the previous ones um, um i don't see anything any particular changes no changes to their secondaries that i can tell I think uh, which is which is fine they they just they, oh, they're fine they're fine they're, the secondaries are fine they're not cranked they're not too good they're not too bad um uh, so uh, overall <laughs> we could keep we could keep going with this review as well because we have all the missions to unpack but mm-hmm. do you have a do you have a saucy tldr on the the mission changes like what actually changed mission wise uh the biggest one
0: that i that i noticed in terms of changes is that the abandoned sanctuaries before it was just you can't do pregame moves in the no man's land now they specified you cannot even deep strike turn one into no man's land as
1: well okay there you go um this i that see it was weird yeah because i was told that we were going to see changes um to changes to the way primary was scored, and we we did not change to the way primary yeah, was the, scored. Yeah, okay, because I'm reading it, and they've worded it differently
0: now, but it's the same thing. <laughs> they've just yeah. they've split out on the second, third, and fourth battle round. This is what happens, and then
1: the fifth battle round is different, but it's the same as it's always been. They're just wording yeah. it. So the no man's ran rule for abandoned sanctuaries has changed. Um, I believe there is a change. You, so in conversion, that's the one where you don't get your CP if your warlord is dead, but now you still get your warlord. You still get a four plus if your warlord is dead. Um, so it used to be you don't get the CP. Oh at, yeah, at the top of yep, your turn. They changed that. Yeah, yep. um, minor thing. Tied to conviction um, is, a, is a similar change to the way the CP is gotten. So not a huge thing there. Um, yeah. And then the scouring. Um, so. It's the the secondary, so the bonus for the scouring, the tertiary, is essentially, as I call it, where you have to do an uh, do a, uh, um, a action on one of the objectives, and it, it used to end at the start of the next command phase, it now ends at the end of the turn. So much better uh, for getting those points on the scouring, and apart from that, all pretty much the same. Might be some more minutiae changes that we didn't catch, and apologies if we didn't get them, but... Yeah, that's the full breakdown of this mission pack. Hey, we got it done in under Oof. an hour and a half. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. We TLDR the crap out of some of those things. I'm sure we definitely missed some stuff, and our apologies once again if we did. Like this is it's actually re- it's actually the hardest review I do every every six freaking months. Thanks, to up is essentially the <laughs> se- trying to figure out what changed with the secondaries like yeah just just reading one page having to read another page and and then after you've done that for like 45 minutes you realize you're not noticing changes anyway so you give up (laughs) you just just glaze over uh so i uh, it's always a rough task thank you for sticking with us final thoughts dustin what do you think of this pack what do you think of these secondary changes is this going to be a dramatic reshuffle is it business as usual
0: uh it's not a dramatic reshuffle there's gonna be some rumors that have a bit of a blow up that uh, kind of needed it other ones that uh took a little bit of a hit that needed it i think overall it's actually nicely done i think i'm happy with most of the changes that are done with it i've obviously well, there's a couple in there that i mentioned that are unneeded and unnecessary And there's other things that needed it and didn't get it but i think overall where it's this isn't going to be the huge change to the the meta but still although space marines they uh they came out
1: really good easily they coming out, out easily coming out the best glistening right listening because they got oil like, all over them oh i see i'm i'm one of the crazy people who used to take codex warfare before because i used to it's double it up now i used to double it up with um death on the wind i said so when i alpha struck for death on the wind i got five points in dev doctrine for codex warfare and then sometimes i got freaking 10 points um from death on the wind and it was a psychological play because my opponent would look at the scoreboard at the end of turn one <laughs> if i went first and be like how has he got 40 points? <laughs> well, it wasn't 40 points, it was more like 30 points, but it would freak people out. They would start doing dumb things. They would make mistakes mm-hmm. because I was so far ahead already. Um, even though that the scores were going to slow down, but it was, it was a fun little thing. But I think this is a net positive for the game. I've seen as there's, there's a, quite a few things got ironed out. Um, I think the biggest, if I have to say some of the biggest winners mm-hmm. here, like is, is the Astadis, both heretic and loyalist. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Chaos Space Marines had crappy generic secondaries, and pretty much it was just luck of the draw whether your Legion had a good secondary. Um, and, you know, a lot of people liked Word Bearers because they had a good secondary. A lot of people liked Creations of Bile because they had a good secondary. They still do. They're still fine. But their base secondaries are vastly improved, I believe. Oh, for sure. And I don't know if you guys or watching this or
0: listening to this have uh, been through different uh, edition changes too but one of the heralds of a new edition coming is Space Marines get
1: good. <laughs> it happens <laughs> it <just> every edition. <laughs> freaking, like freaking clockwork, man. Six, so uh, 100% seventh, eighth, and now ninth. It's yep. all been exactly the same. Um, it's all yep. been exactly the same. I, I, it's, it's weird, like, uh, there have been so many rumours swirling that we were going to get a second, we uh, we're going to get two Stardis books this edition as well, like we were going to get a second mm-hmm. Space Marine Codex. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Is there time? I mean, if the timeline... I, know, of... I don't think so, but this 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 almost, like, feels like it. It really it does. does. It feels like a reinvigoration, like I said, a reinvigoration of the entire faction. But anyway, on that note, mate, I want you to give us your... Uh, we're doing our review, doing our scores out of 10, and... Uh, we're not going to do our tier list for these because maybe one <laughs> maybe one day we'll go back and look at all the ninth edition mission packs and we'll 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 put them in like the C tier to the, to the A tier or whatever. Oh yeah, um, okay. So out of ten, how happy are you with this book? With this, uh, this this one here, I think I'm close to I'm like a high eight. I think high eight. The nice, highest, very good. Oh, I'm I always the savage one on my own ratings. You are you you really are. <laughs> That's a five for me. This is a pass. This is a bear really? pass. It's losing points for having allies in it. I do not like having allies in the game. Right. I was very happy to just have them just deleted and gone. Um, and it's losing points because of how I believe the Arcs of Omen is clunky. The Arcs of Omen Detachment is clunky. And I don't believe it is encouraging good, well-rounded lists. I think it's rewarding, min-maxing, and skews too much for, for how I like how I like the game. And that's just my yeah. opinion. Oh, i could see that uh, I,
0: I, I i do like a lot of the changes they're making in this one and i've cl- i like the fact that they clarified a lot of the things that are in here <laughs> and i like that they're making I, I feel like they're getting closer to a good secondary game overall yeah.
1: i just don't like that the few of them have been a little bit over in com- combination with the data slate that is exactly true that like the 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 secondaries and the base missions are in a very good state it's everything mm. else that's moving around that, that i've got the problem with my, and, and, and let me clarify for you is, um I I like skewless being in the game, but you shouldn't get to skew and have it all. That's Which true. is what Arks of Omen does for you. You get to skew into whatever the crap you want and get all your cake and eat it too. And that's 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 one of the biggest things I dislike about this packet. Whether that comes to make a, a poor play experience for players out there or myself, that'll definitely remain to be seen. But just off the cuff, that's one that's one of my negatives. Um all right, but that on that note, we will wrap this bad boy up. And thank you so much for joining us, guys. This one may be coming out the week of uh, uprising, LVO, any of those things. If you see me there, feel free to come and say good day. Always welcome. I'd Love to have a chat. Um, I'll be hanging with Dustin quite a lot as well. So. Yeah, he will. Uh, and my man, please plug yourself again on the way out. Where can they catch you? What have you got? What games have you got on the week? This week, next week? What can people get excited about if anything? Yeah,
0: for sure. So, Stutter, Stutter Scrub, the podcast, we put out new episodes every two weeks right now. Uh, coming out on Tuesdays, I search Stutter Scrub anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we do live shows, battle reports, this week, we will probably doing one on Monday and Tuesday, usually around 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time. That can vary depending on uh, schedules and stuff, as my opponent gets here. But we do those as well, so tune in for that. And uh, we hope to see you there too. And again, like like Adam said, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're at LVO, we will be there. So check us out. We'll be hanging
1: out. You'll find us together most of the time, I'm sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and yeah, can't wait. Thank you so much for coming on, Dustin. Please come over and join us over on Part 2. Uh, thank you so much to the incredible amount of support i've had during the migration period from the website over to the patreon you guys are absolutely incredible i've got a brand new discord being launched in the coming weeks that'll be uh, just for us in addition i've actually just started releasing a a new show this is just for patreon so not only is there a part two over there but i'm also doing little 20 minute shows every week um, just on various topics that people want to hear me talk about um, last week I did a little meta breakdown of like sorry probably a faction deep dive on Necrons just talking about what Necrons can do to play a similar game to what they've already been playing and giving you a spicy juicy option if you want to push the envelope and play something different so stuff like that given to me by the Patreon group which absolutely could be you if you listen to this right now jump over to Patreon art of war down under and enjoy not only the extra half of this show but just a little bit of bonus just in thanks for being awesome awesome patrons um, so thank you much dustin we'll go over and go and record part two hope to see you there say good night good night everybody see you there thank you for listening to art
0: of war down under